Peace to God. Peace to the universe. What's going on? <clears throat> you name it, bro. <laughs> this is uh, welcome to the audience. Uh, welcome to Dr. Moore. And um, we are in another episode of DFN Universe. Do you realize that we last week surpassed our 100th episode mark? Hmm. So I, I started a season two this week. Okay. Uh, these episodes will have the moniker of season two. This is a separate distinction from not that uh, we didn't um, we ended it's just um, just trying to keep some type of order gotcha how are you gotcha. doing tonight <clears throat> um not bad bro not bad um I was just watching this series of uh of Freud mm-hmm. on Netflix um, pretty interesting. Um, Freud was an interesting guy, hmm. and so uh, the episodes that I've been watching, um, I guess they are loosely based on the the character of Sigmund Freud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but other than that, not much, bro. Um, you know. Another day in the, uh, around the sun. <laughs> Another carrot. Yeah. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Right. Uh, indeed. I almost forgot to, that I have to mention that. Um, happy Mother's Day to all the women in the universe. Uh, whether you can, you've had a child or not, um, I think it's a great achievement that you have the potential to bring um, relief or um, something into the universe. Um, I wanted to listen to um, Dr. Carr and Professor Hunter today. And they were talking about something called critical race theory. You ever heard of that? I think so. I just looked it up. It said something about um, uh, some civil rights scholars who have uh, examined the um, the law and uh, wish to. Um, criticize the liberal approach to black self-improvement something like to that effect hmm. they want to criticize it mm-hmm. they want to criticize black improvement no um, the liberal approach to it and and through law. 
So they, they want to cr- criticize the liberal approach mm-hmm. to, to, to black improvement. Yeah, I guess the way the liberals are handling um, black improvement is um, not up to par, according to their studies. Okay, and so they're recommending what then? Uh, basically nothing (laughs) that uh, just that um, they have to work within the law or um, change the laws in order for improvements in our race to actually manifest I guess it was an interesting discussion. I wanted to know if you had heard anything about it. Um, I haven't heard anything in detail about it. Um, I, I think I've heard the terminology before, but mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard anything in depth about it. But, you know, I, I give a side eye um, okay. to people that want to criticize anything that Black people are doing mm-hmm. uh, constructively. Um, while offering nothing in return, mm-hmm. so um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know another race of people that do that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I don't know why um, black people, people of color, feel the need to do so. Mm-hmm. I just wonder if, um, again, so I, I don't know. I, I wonder what is the authentic motivation behind that. You know, because the the easiest thing to do in the world is to criticize, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that with um, platforms like Facebook and Instagram and, you know, social media, you know, one of the reasons why I think that it has been so effective is it gives people the, the opportunity to be critical, mm-hmm. you know, and to criticize. I think if that platform... Um, uh, was a platform that created more positivity, then I think the platform would not exist. But I think because it creates, uh, it's a platform that um, allows so much negativity uh, and criticism to exist, that's why I, I think that's part of the reason why it has been as popular as, as it is. They mm-hmm. say that um, um, lies and what is it? Um, uh, I don't know if it's lies and criticisms uh, or lies and falsehoods and maybe it's all three lies, criticism and falsehood it takes the elevator and truth takes the stairs I think um, W.E.D. Du Bois and um, Carter G. Woodson would have come out of that school of thought on critical race theory or at least that's where it originated um what do you think about that well i I, okay um i think that was a different time right Mm -hmm. and so because i think it was a different time um i I, so i see du bois and then kind of like on the um the the pioneers of this intellectual 
intellectualizing black struggle, um, black situation. Um, and but coming from a intellectual perspective, right? So mm-hmm. they they were intellectualizing black people and being the pioneers and being the elite, you know, that were philosophizing about the black experience and what it was like to be black. But the the problem with W.E.B. Du Bois and Booker T and people like that, um, there were a lot of people that were on the bottom that did not know them, were not familiar with them. Mm-hmm. And so, but they were being voices for them. And I think that, you know, it's very difficult, in my opinion, to be the voice of people that don't know you. Mm. And, and so I, I think, I know for me, like I never um, knew about W.E.B. Du Bois until I went to college, mm-hmm. you know, or at least on my way to college. And so I know the people that I grew up with and that I was around in the hoods and the communities, they didn't know who W.E.B. Du Bois was. Mm-hmm. And what I also know is, in modern day and contemporary day, a lot of hood people don't relate to people like Al Sharpton, mm-hmm. you know, and Nan, and um, uh, uh, what's the brother name? Um, who's a scholar from um, who does the who does the history um, and the genograms and all those things? Um, skip, um, skip. What's his name? Skip. Um, Skip Gates. Yeah, Skip Gates. You know, a lot of people in in the hood and in the you know uh, poverty stricken uh, situations, they don't know these people who intel who intellectualize their experience. They don't know Michael Eric Dyson. You know what I'm saying? They don't they don't know those those type of people uh, for the most part. So mm-hmm. you know, so it's it's interesting when they start to intellectualize a black experience because they're coming from a perspective of of a bias, right? A, a, a biasness and and, and limit and limitedness. So mm-hmm. so I don't know. So I, I think for me, um uh, you know, I I guess I have to kind of look at I have to always consider the source. Yes sir. Um I wonder if, if these new uh, people, these new scholars in that um, vein are uh, Republicans, Black Republicans. Uh, it's interesting. Um, so that's where um, my mind was today. Um, my reality was. Um, more on the dark side of just a bunch of failed uh, <laughs> attempts at everything today. It seemed uh, a bit um, to enrage me. And I um, came home and went right to sleep. <clears throat> so that's what the delay was when I woke up. Good thing I set my alarm, and um, because I damn sure wouldn't have heard your text because I checked when I woke up. Set my alarm for two fifteen, and we are in the 
effing universe at 12. The 12 minute mark, it is 2.44 a.m. May 9th, if I'm not mistaken, 2021. Um, so, so what, what, um, um, before we move on, so what, what, what about your day that you considered, um, a failed attempt? Um, well, my daughter said she's moving to rent a room in the Bronx and I'm like, cause uh, that's what you told me. And I'm like, how are you going to rent a room in the Bronx and you don't have any money to rent a room in Brooklyn? First off. Secondly, um, I told you to get a job, not to um, get a room in the Bronx. And that, that really pissed me off. Then I had to pick up my uncle today from the hospital. This would be my second attempt to pick him up because I attempted to pick him up the day before. And um, he had a minor surgery to put a stent in his left arm. And uh, they wound up keeping him overnight just for observation. And uh, so that was a wasted trip the day before. And uh, I was um, in discussion with his niece. And uh, she was saying, go up there now and uh, wait. And I'm like, I don't want to wait in the hospital because um, that's not someplace that I really want to be. But I'll pick him up. And uh, actually, he can make it home on his own. No, 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 no. You got to pick him up. Okay. So I spent uh, most of the day waiting for this phone call that he would be discharged to uh, take him home. So um, I volunteered for something which uh, caused me (laughs) more pain than it uh, caused me to achieve a goal. And I contemplated life itself. Like, am I really starting to hate people again? And is my rage returning? Mm-hmm. Because that rage is self destructive. Okay. You know, <clears throat> Here's, here's, here's what I understand um, about people. Pe- people. People are complicated. Hmm. Right? And I think um, people, people and religion. And I think that <laughs> um, people and religion are people because of religion. Right? Hmm. Because people are the ones that created religion. But it's people in religion that make religion so complicated that makes it bad. But mm-hmm. but people in and of themselves is it, you know, um, uh, you know I told you I was watching uh, uh, sick this thing with Sigma Freud, mm-hmm. you know, 
and and based on what I understand about Freud, and I think I've told you this before, you know, Freud, you know, even as much as he was a psychologist, you know, he didn't like people. <laughs> you know, um, thought the people earning that way myself. <laughs> yeah, it, even though he worked with people, he thought that people were very um, complicated. He thought they were very deterministic. He thought that, that they were um, uh, driven by their sexual desires, um, you know, and, th- and that people needed a lot of work. Uh, and, and I agree with that to, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that people are very complicated. Now, this is a new ideology for me. I haven't always felt like that. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I think I haven't always felt like that is because historically, I was always a person that um, I, I I didn't really seek attention. Like, um, you know, th- there was something very charismatic about me, mm-hmm. right? So no matter where I went, I I um, you know I, I I was able to, you know. Um, I was very authentic. I show up very real, you know, and, you know, people that liked that gravitated towards it. People Mm -hmm. that didn't kind of shied away from me. And Mm -hmm. and maybe my authenticness was was really overwhelming for some people. So Mm -hmm. if you wasn't that way, you kind of like, you you know, uh, pushed yourself away or you didn't you felt I was it, it was going to be too much for you, or I was I was too much, so you didn't uh, um, um, go there with me. But the people that did, mm-hmm. um, which was always more people than not, mm-hmm. so I, I naturally had um, I think um, like some leadership qualities or whatever, or you know I just you know you know whatever it is I just. You, you know, I just do it um, and not really, I don't know if I care about what other people think. Maybe I do, maybe I don't, but I don't think enough to stop me from doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> but anyway, I'm saying that to say that um, I don't want to lose it, lose anything by talking about myself, but um, I, I, I can now understand why some people um, it's not some people. There are a lot of people that have difficulties with other people. There are hmm. a lot of people that have difficulty um, with people. And and now here's here, here's where it was a problem for me in the beginning, prior to me getting into the work that I I, I got in, that I'm into. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, I didn't ever see that from other people's perspective. I could only see that from my perspective. Like if someone didn't have a lot of friends, had difficulties making friends, like I like I didn't know those people, mm. you know, um, because because I just kind of blindly I just in my own world, right? And in <laughs> my world, you know, you know I you know you, you know I I I made friends, I made a lot of friends, mm-hmm. so. Um, People that didn't make friends, I, I thought they were, I guess, I thought they were weird. And because maybe I thought they were weird, you know, I didn't associate with them. Mm-hmm. 
But you, but I'll tell you that what's what's really weird now. I'm having this conversation is I remember, um, like I would have these visions, right? And from these visions, I would just create from these visions. Mm-hmm. So I remember um, creating this polo team, right? And and me creating this polo team. Um, I decided who I was going to let be in the team, who's going to be a part of the organization, you know, who's going to be a part of the group. Mm-hmm. And whoever was going to be a part of the group, they automatically was going to be cool because I just determined and announced <laughs> them to be cool, right? And if you wasn't, then you was going to be somebody that wanted to be a part of this group. Um, but I wasn't going to let you in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I created a female version of it, you know, <laughs> call it the, the Polo S. And what's interesting is, like, your your younger brother was one of the people that, you know, I determined that's my man. Mm-hmm. You know, he's cool. He's going to be a part of my polo team. He became <laughs> a part of the polo team. Mm-hmm. Um, not by anything that he did. I just, he was just cool with me. So because he was cool with <laughs> me, he was going to be a cool dude, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so he became a part of my polo team. Um, and I don't know, maybe there were like seven, eight of us. Mm-hmm. But you know, we just announced ourselves to be the coolest people and we just became the coolest people just because I said we were going to be the coolest people, mm-hmm. right? And now, so um, uh, to stay on course with this, there was a guy that wasn't cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I determined that I was going to make him cool, mm-hmm. right? And and that my polo team was going to make him cool. Right. So so I made him a honorary member of this polo team. Hmm. Right. So nothing he did. He was a nerdy dude, small, skinny dude, wore glasses. And I just determined that it was going to be an experiment for me. Mm -hmm. I was going to make this guy a cool guy. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, you know, would go get him, bring him along with the polo team. And whatever we, we were doing, and he was just kind of like, you know, um, my mascot, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but before it was all over, this guy became like one of the most coolest guys, one of the most interesting guys. But not only did he, be, did he become one of the most coolest guys, one of the most interesting guys, he actually was able to become like a nerd that no one knew mm-hmm. to the nerd that everybody knew <laughs> that he actually... Um, was able to run for class president and win. Wow. Now, here's how vain I am. That's just how cool I thought I was. <laughs> wow. Yep. I, I, I do find myself kind of aloof uh, trying to um, separate from people. So I get where that story is coming from um, a lot of people that are, are weird or considered weird or nerdy are um, people that tend to isolate mm-hmm. and um, it would take a person like you to try to socialize them to get them into the um, fabric of society or else they um, they just turn into themselves and uh, 
have a hard time relating to society in general. And we are at the 25-minute mark in DF and Universe. And this has been our opening segment. We will have two more segments, inshallah. And um, we'll be right back after these messages. Peace to the universe. Peace to God. And we are back in DFN Universe. Welcome back, Dr. Moore. Peace to God. Peace to the... Um, I was um, contemplating what you said in the first segment and uh, how some people tend to isolate. Um, that usually can turn out pretty bad. I think a lot of the uh, serial killers and um, occult um, starters uh, at least start off with a person um, trying to um, relate to rather than trying to relate to society they uh, abandon society and become they instead of they create a, a new universe inside of the universe um, that they can relate to better. Yeah. It, so what's interesting, right? So I was thinking about what I was saying, and I was reflecting back on like my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um. And the only, the, I guess the, the weirdest thing for me was um, what was happening internally, like in my home. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought inside my home was very weird, very different. Um, because there was a lot of violence and a lot of drinking and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I had a very religious grandma. Mm-hmm. But all of her children children were like devils. Like <laughs> they they were mean as freak and they fought one another to the death, right? Mm-hmm. And so it was always refreshing to not be in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, not being in the house meant having to face a lot of um um bullies and all the other things that that were going on on the outside. Mm-hmm. But I was more willing to face that than be in the house. Wow. Right? So the biggest bully in in the streets did not, you know, um, mean as much to me um, in terms of fighting him or facing him because there was no bigger bully or no bigger fights, in my opinion, than what I saw in the house. So (laughs) going... Going outside to fight was not abnormal to me, <laughs> you know. So, but um, when I look back at it now, because I see life a little different, mm-hmm. I, I can look back at that that kid, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really probably was a weird kid, and mm-hmm. uh, but I didn't know that I was weird, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I people probably saw me as weird, but I didn't see me as weird. 
mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, fitting in to street life and all that stuff wasn't a struggle for me. It was something that just kind of came natural. You know, um, it's just what I did. You know, when I was, you know, to me, what was interesting when I look back at it is is that if, if you were a kid that was going to fight and going to stand up for yourself, you you were probably going to fit in. You were going to fit in a lot faster than mm-hmm. a kid that 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 wouldn't or that couldn't, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would be embraced by the streets because anybody, you know, running up to me or me having to face that that obstacle knew that well, you know, he gonna face that obstacle. Let me just move away from him, <laughs> you know. Or, or you know, or if they did, you know, it was enough for I, I was able to give them enough for them to say, well, okay, that's not worth doing that again. Mm-hmm. You know, not to say that I didn't fight um, some people more than you know one or two, three times, but that wasn't a challenge for me because if, if you felt like you wanted some more, I was I'll give you some more. <laughs> you know, you know, we 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 can do this all day because I was I wasn't gonna not not come out the house. Uh-huh. You know, so um, so maybe I was I was weird in that way. But I think the first time I um, the first time I, I think that I saw that as um, different, yeah. like 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 I can remember, um, you know, I remember one time my brother came in the house. And he had gotten into this fight, and and well, I don't know if he got in a fight, or I don't know that he would not fight. But I, I what I do remember is walking him outside and making him fight, mm. right? And, and I I would tell him like what I remember what was told to me in my house was like, you know, if you let somebody do something to you outside, you know, and you come in this house crying. Your ass whooping is gonna be worse in this house and it's gonna be outside. <laughs> so, you know, so so I internalized that. So I wasn't I wasn't running in the house from no fight. Right. You know, that, that that wasn't happening. <laughs> so when that happened with my with my brother, and my brother's way bigger than I now. So if someone saw him, they'd be like, Man, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you know, but I remember walking him outside and making him fight. Mm-hmm. Right. But but what I remember is years later I had gotten into this fight um, and I remember um, I was at I was at a club mm-hmm. and me and my buddies had gotten into this fight <laughs> and we just had like stomped this dude out <laughs> and my little brother was not supposed to be at the club but he mm-hmm. had come to the club with one of his friends and I remember the devastation or the look on his face when he saw me do that, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I think I realized. But I, I was still too crazy. I, I was <laughs> so crazy at that time. I look back at it, man. I'm like, like, wow, like what the hell was that thing? Yeah, like I, no, I wasn't thinking, bro. You know, <laughs> like you know, to see that kid now, I, I would, I, you know, I probably, I don't know if I would be afraid of him, but maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, but but maybe because I was I was really, um, I I, I was I was really outrageous. <laughs> where I was, you know, 
I, I was something else. I, you know what? I, you know what it was. I think now, um, I did not have anything to lose. Mm. So, you know, I, I would, I, I would severely try to hurt you if I got into a situation with you. Mm-hmm. I, I did not care about the consequences. Wow. And and I think that's that's one of the most dangerous people that you want to run into. Mm. Is someone who feels like they have nothing to lose, wow. and I and I don't know that I felt that I had anything to lose at that time. Wow, it's interesting that you said you created the polar glow, and um, when we were having our discussion yesterday, we were talking about um, people, uh, specifically Abdur Rahman wanting to go over the um, history of um, starting with the history of uh, the nation through Wallace Dodd or um, Master Farad Muhammad and uh, wanting to um, teach us the history of Master Farad Muhammad. Um, Here's a man that's pretty aloof and uh, separate from everybody people thought he was weird and yet in his mind he was creating his own universe and uh, that universe was transferred into the mind of Elijah Poole and out of nothingness came the nation of Islam that we have today um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing to be weird or to yourself like that. But um But that but 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 that is the mind of God. Hmm. That that is a mind of a God. Hmm. Right? The only person that sees it as weird is other people judging you. Right, right. Because weirdness is the norm, right? You just don't, you just don't know that. But mm. everybody's weird in their own way. Everybody, right? Everybody is weird. And when you understand that, then you could be comfortable in your weirdness. Mm. But where you become uncomfortable is trying to not be your own weird. If you embrace your own weirdness, you'll be fine. Mm. But there's so many of us that are now because of social media is even worse. Right. There's so many of us trying to not be weird right. without understanding that we're all weird, man. We're all weirdos. I don't care, you know, from you being the super smartest, you, you're weird, right? right. You, everybody isn't like that, right? Yeah. So if you go off and you do something that most people don't do, you become a billionaire, you're kind of weird, right? Because mm-hmm. you, you, you're kind of an extremist. If you right. go off and get a doctoral degree, you're probably weird and wavy, right? <laughs> right? Most people don't, don't do that. Exactly. You know, if, if, if whatever it is that you do, you're probably kind of weird in doing that. Mm-hmm. But if you embrace your weirdness, you're going to be fine with yourself. Mm-hmm. And you're going, you're going to be fine fitting in to all the other weird people. You, it's only it's only not fine 
when you're not comfortable with your weirdness, mm-hmm. right? Because because you haven't embraced your weirdness, so you embrace somebody else's weirdness, and you're trying to be their weirdness so mm-hmm. that they feel comfortable. Right. You you think that may be where the the maladjustment um, and absolutely that's where the dysfunction kicks in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Truly amazing. We are at the 12-minute mark in our second segment. It is 3.13 a.m. And um, we're having this discussion on uh, our witness and the universes that we create to cope with them. And then there are those who don't create a universe but wish to destroy the one that has judged them as weird. So it's two dynamics that that could possibly come, uh, potential dynamics that could uh, come from those type of social um, um, awkwardness. I guess that's a good word for it. Well, um, okay. Hold on one second. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so I think you you create by in by intention or you create by default, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so here's what I mean by that. So if um, Master Farah Muhammad had a vision, an mm-hmm. idea of, of manifesting his world, Prophet Muhammad if Jesus Christ or whoever had a vision of what they wanted this world to look like. It started from somewhere. It started from someone's thought of what a tree should look like, what an animal should look like, what a lion should look like, what a bear should look like, what a, you know, whatever. It came from someone's vision, right? And from that vision came the manifestation of of that thought. That's that's God. That's creating, right? And, And so... Whether you want to accept Master Farah Muhammad as being God or being a God, it's on you. Right. Because it, it, it really depends on your limited understanding of what a God is. Because right. a God is nothing but a, but a creator right. and a manifestation of thoughts. Right? Because from that thought comes a manifestation. Right? So mm-hmm. even before a bottle was a bottle, before a house was a house, before a car was a car, it was a manifestation of someone's thought. Mm-hmm. Right? Even before you had kids, whether it was intentional or no, not intentional, but the action was the manifestation of that creation. And so sometimes by accident, we create a God, mm. right? And, 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 and so in, in me saying that, is you, whether you acknowledge that you're a God or not, you still are, right? So whether you are creating and manifesting the God in you or not, is 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 one thing, but what what I will say is that whether you know that you're creating or not, you are still creating. And what I mean by that is, if you don't know that you are created and you're not creating the way that you need to be created, then what? Or and you're not creating what you need to be creating. What what is happening then? 
is you then become a part of someone else's creation. Mm. Because what happens is people will people will understand their creation and they'll start to create. And because you don't understand who you are and, and, and your ability to create, they will put you in their creation mm-hmm. and make you a part of their creation. Mm. Right? So for let's give I, I'm I'm give an example. So I, I have an idea. I want to create a business, right? But in my business, I'm going to need people, right? Mm-hmm. So I am going to um, open up slots for people to come in, right? So you don't really know where you want, what you want to do in life. You know, you don't really know who you are, but you know, you know, you need a job. Boom, you are part of my creation. You know, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to give you a position, mm-hmm. right? Now, while you are figuring out your creation, you are a manifestation of my creation. Wow. You understand? So in, in life, even if you're not doing anything, you know, you think you're not doing anything, you really are. You're manifesting someone else's creation. Hmm. Because you are not creating. And because you're not creating, then I am going to put you in my creation. I think that made Elijah Muhammad the perfect canvas to um, start that creation. Absolutely. He had um, only a third grade education. Now, someone with a little more sophistication and intelligence would not have been able to accept what Master Farad was saying and run with it. Mm-hmm. And um, something good came of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a tendency once we achieve certain power that um, it could get corrupt. And even if it doesn't get corrupt, cor- corrupted, just the mere size of the um, thing that's created um has these fringes on the outside that is trying to create their own universe as well. It's a big dynamic at play um, that becomes the Nation of Islam and its splinter groups. And um, we can examine it without having to judge it, I think would be fair. And um, I don't see that happening when we take a one-sided or lopsided view without an open mind as to what was created and how it was created, the origin story of the nation. Bro, if he, look, look, let's, let's, let's just, let's, if, if you want to talk about lopsidedness of the nation, Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's do let's do two things. Mm-hmm. Prophet Muhammad Salam, was illiterate, couldn't read and couldn't write. But mm-hmm. the Quran was delivered to him, mm-hmm. right? Right. Jesus Christ, a bastard child, mm-hmm. he had no real daddy. Mm-hmm. Mama just ended up pregnant. Mm-hmm. They ended up having to uh <clears throat> uh uh leave Bethlehem, go someplace else for this immaculate conception. Right. So that this child, 
None of, bro, none of those stories make sense. Mm-hmm. None of them make sense. Right. So if it, so so if anyone wants to, you know, argue, <laughs> it, it, it's a futile argument based on whatever it is you choose to believe. Hmm. You know, if if you want to talk about Islam and, you know, well that doesn't make sense. You mm-hmm. can't possibly say, well, I'm a Christian and this makes sense. You know, you, you know, the Nation of Islam story makes as much sense as any other religion that came mm. about. They none of them make make sense if you right. think because what 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 starts to happen, and and I remember this light bulb for me, mm. right? I remember saying, you know, I almost have to deny logic, right, to be in belief. Right to, to believe any of this stuff, <laughs> you know, because logically none of this crap makes sense, right? right? You know, it, it, in the sense of how it came about, and you know who these people were. You got all these allegorical stories, and <laughs> you know, it, it and and what's interesting about it, like, because I went on to, you know, I, you know, it's it's if, if I look at my life, my life was really weird, right? You know, because I grew up in the projects, food stamps, welfare, <laughs> you know, drugs, violence, all, you know, all of that to, to somehow or another going to college, you know, and, 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 and graduating and get a master's degree and getting a doctoral degree, you know, pledging fraternities, pledging masonry. And I look at that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's probably weird. Right. Most people don't do that, right? Exactly. So, you know, you know, and then on and on top of doing all that, I got married, had kids. You know, <laughs> did I, I did all of that? You know, at, all at the same time, right? So mm-hmm. somebody's probably saying that dude's a weird dude. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's, he's probably pretty that dude. He's a weird dude. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know many people that do that. It, so that dude is probably a pretty weird dude, right? Mm-hmm. But you know. I'm I'm saying all that to say that like I can remember for me having to defy logic to accept mm-hmm. any you know of of of, of all that stuff. Right. But 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 even when you defy logic, right, you know, and, and still accept it, that's cognitive dissonance manifesting. But 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 even in, in that happening. When you, when, even when you get in these organizations, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. Right. These stories are based on these mythical things. Right. You know, and none of them really make sense, mm-hmm. you know, in the grand scheme of things, um, because they, there's so much mysticism. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you know, you know, I definitely see myself as different from most other people in all the things that I've been a part of, whether it was street life, because I, I was, a, you know, I was a dude on the corner with a book. Mm-hmm. Most dudes that was doing what I was doing <laughs> what, did, didn't have a book, you know, right. but I, I, you know, man, I, I would come out the house with a book, you know, I'd, <laughs> I'd be reading, you know, I, I was doing stuff. I don't even know. So, again, talk about being weird. I had to be considered a weird dude. Right. Even though I was doing all these different things, I was still, <laughs> you know, a, I was a different type of dude. But my boldness in in being weird 
I don't even think I thought about it, bro. Mm. You know, I just, I don't think I cared. Mm. Like, I, you know, I just, you know, I just did what I wanted to do. <laughs> yeah, you know? I guess that would be called eccentric. To oh, yeah. some degree. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Indeed. And we are at the 24-minute mark in our second segment. And we will come back for a final segment and try to tie all of this together. Peace to the universe. Peace to the God. I want you to understand and know the time.